Are you tired of handing out your CDs in Times Square? Well, come up right here, play your song, and we can talk about your music. It's the Artist Spotlight. Hit me up, MissListenKnows at gmail.com for details. Al. I took my mom to the Grammys. I won the year. These are my wonder years. When Elm Street gets gentrified, you tell me who's the one to fear. Them gems rare, so when one appears, you might be thrown off. My soul in every verse. It ain't the cell, though. I'm just showing off. I'm going off religiously. The city that the prop rep, where you could walk on water. We ain't impressed, dog. Your socks wet. Making it past 30, they'll lay you odds on that prop bet. Men lie, women lie, but you gotta trust the process. In Philly, that's the mindset. Destination will mindset. I said I'm about to blow, and they considered that a bomb threat. Clean it up, just say he's next. It comes to consistency, you would say he's best. You knew that I would make it since the day we met. When Jay Elect was North Philly, South Philly, Tasker. I was up city line, playing spades with the answer. Them prom days, they'd get permission from my mom days. Back when Reese Rice and LeBron played. It's nice, thing. Al, What's up? lyricism is back. What's up? Another episode, Miss Lissa Knows. Got chill, moody in the building. What's good? Philly's own yeah, yeah. How you been? special guest host, Dominique. How I don't even know she got a, a podcast name. What's your, Dominique, what's, your, uh, what's, your what's, your, what's your host name? Ooh, D-Money Al. <laughs> we got D-Money in the building, which I have to let the know-it-alls know. D-Money is my friend, a longtime friend from when I was like 18 years old. And she just popped in to support, and I want to work with her more. And she ended up just sitting down, putting headphones on. So now she is officially our co-host. Nice. Ow. She has a good voice though. Yeah, yeah, good like radio sweet. voice. Can we get another Ow. Ow. And she's she pretty. With it. Yeah, and she's pretty. Yeah, yeah. respect. But I'm very excited for Terrible. this interview because you and I met in 2012. Yeah, a while ago. And I've been watching your growth since then. Same here, same here. I know, and it's been it's so amazing. So I just had to have you on, and then. Ironically, the day I asked you, you were like, "Well, I'm gonna be in New York anyway mm-hmm. for this show." So it was like God being my publicist. He handled this. But but just know that I would have still made the trip if not need. You know I mean? know, but the fact that, that you was already out here and it's like, you know, yeah, like. It all, it all fell into yes. place. Yes. I'm very proud of you. I want to say that more Thank and more you. and more Thank because you. I just feel like we don't appreciate each other. A lot of people just wait until the come up happens or mm-hmm. wait until the, the light happens and then, and, then, and then they support. But you are very genuine in your, your hustle, like very organic in what you're doing. And I even watch you become an entrepreneur. Yeah. So, Chill Moody from Philly. Yeah, West Philly. You're born in West Philadelphia, born and raised? Yes, yes. On the playground is where you spend most of your days? Or we in had, the gang? We had like Dreamcast. Okay. And um, PlayStation. Okay. So, you come more like a, game, a gamer? <laughs> no, I'm joking, I'm joking. Was, I'm joking. was no thug life? Nah. Is it really still hard in Philly or did, yes. it, did it clean up? Mm. Still? It's, it's, it's a ghetto everywhere. So no, but everywhere. I know, but even Harlem was a ghetto, but now I'm watching it become oh, well, so par- hot. I'm watching par- it become parts gentrified. Of, parts so. of Philly are turning into, right. you know, what y'all got here in Harlem, going on in Harlem. But, um, I mean, that's that's that process has started years and years ago. So we on, like, the other side of that at this point. It's like, you know, a couple remaining hoods, few remaining high-rises and things like that, but they didn't change everything. What was your childhood like? Are you an only child? No, no, no. I have uh, an older brother, older sister, and two little sisters, or younger sisters, not little sisters. Um, so I'm like the, middle, in the middle, somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Did you ever feel like ignored or 
Like, what developed your love for music? <laughs> Did I ever feel ignored? No, they say the no. middle child, middle child syndrome. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. My family is loving. I grew up with a, I got a big family. Um, my mother's side and my father's side. I can probably from, if, if you take my mother's house as like a nucleus, I could probably walk to like 40 different cousins' houses and aunts and, you know, family members' houses. My whole, my whole family is pretty much in West Philly. Um, because of that, you know, I just spent a lot of time growing up with my family, you know. I got into hip hop because I wanted to fit in with my older cousins. My right. younger cousins were kind of, you know, they was, you know, they're younger, but they were doing younger stuff too. And I'm like, I ain't really into that right now. You know, I want to go hang out with them and listen to Wu Tang and Mob Deep all day. So I had to like learn that stuff and kind of fit in because they're about five to like eight years older than me. So like I had like some catching up right. to do to even be, you know, accepted around them. But, you know, because of that, you know, I am what I am. Did you immediately start rapping, or did you just appreciate the music at first? And uh, and Dom, D Money, whenever feel free to just jump in as you're feeling so you good. Got the yeah. Pad out and everything. Yes. Well, so tell us for for listeners who are just hearing you for the first time, uh-huh. who are you in in essence as an artist? Tell me about your musical experience as a child. <laughs> growing she up turned into <laughs> Joan Rivers. <laughs> She marked it off after she asked that one, like, okay. Did the little lick on the pen. Uh, um, well, I got skills, well, Like I said, my upgrade is, is, is all, you know, it's all about my family. I'm a, I'm a family guy. I believe, you know, family first. You put your family first, you look out for your family. Um, that's just the, the values that uh, I ain't even going to say necessarily we was taught. It was just, like, instilled into us, like, it's never been a time my mom just sit and looked at me and was like, yo, make sure you look out your big Like, we just knew. Like, we just knew that what it was. Um, I got into rap, and I think the first, my earliest, I guess, uh, memory with being a lyricist, third grade, probably, uh, we used to do these show and tells. Uh, every Friday, we had, like, show and tell in third grade. And um, after a while, it's like, you know, you can't bring in your pet rock, but so many weekends. Right. Like, what else is y'all going to do? Right. Mm. So then we turned into a talent show, and... We just start rapping. Do you remember that show. rap? Yeah. Let me hear it, because I, I remember my first rap. Let me hear it. It said, mind you, it was like four bars. I said, uh, back in the days, I used to hate my teachers, and everybody said I used to wear crummy sneakers. And then my other man, Lewis, he would jump in, and he said his two, and that was the rap. It was like a back and forth. Y'all was on your Mob D flow. That's right, why. Right back then. Yeah. My first rap was about <laughs> Mortal Kombat. Really? Mm-hmm. What was it? It was like, okay, bam. But I had a ghostwriter, I'm not going to lie. My brother, just like you, is six is five years older than me, so he he got me to love Wu Tang and all that stuff. So right. my rap name was Aslam, which is M- M- Melissa spelled backwards. We was on a different wave, so I was Aslam. Not- he was Lenard because that's Donald spelled backwards, and my cousin was Larad because that's Daryl spelled Darrell spelled backwards, and I, we was a part of Wu Tang. Together, y'all was. The, we was the a part Lexus. of Wu Tang. Don't do that. No. <laughs> so here it goes. Bam. Um. Ready, uh. Stab you in the eyes with the size. Cut you in whole. Spit out your bones. Melina from in between the two worlds. Two girls. Melina and Katana. Can't drive a Hana in Katana's hands. It's fans cutting up livers. It's making people kivers. Jacks pounding hand smacks. Four forward A. Gotcha. Not Biggie Smalls. Who shot you? Al. Al. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Poop pal surprise. <laughs> but you know, it's you gotta hone in on your craft. So 
Mm. At that early age, I wanted to be a rapper when I was younger. But yeah, see, I, I never wanted to necessarily be a rapper. You didn't want you to. You know, I, I wanted to work in music. I wanted to be, you know, I I, I like I enjoy rapping. I, you know, I wanted to rap. But um, when I started thinking of, like, professions in the music industry, rapper wasn't the first one I, I thought. I wanted to be an A&R. I wanted to be an artist manager. You know, I enjoy the cosign. I, I like to put you on to something. Right. Like, yo, check this out. I like for you to walk into a store and be like, yo, Chill told me I should try this. Oh, yeah, Chill was right. This shit's fire. Like, that's, I, I thrive on that. So, um, in chasing that cosign, I figured A&R was the spot for me. And um, it wasn't until, uh, let's say sometime around high school, my, my cousin Boogie was just like, yo, why don't you just rap with me? Like, instead of trying to manage me, just rap with me. Like, we should be a group. And then we brought Hank in on the, on the beats. Um, Antoine Davis was another MC, and we just formed the establishment. And that was like the rap crew. How um, how well is he still rapping? Your cousin? Yeah, Boogie's still rapping. Okay, Antoine's still rapping. Yeah. But how come you guys split? We didn't necessarily split. You know, we we still a group. Not a, it's kind of like um the like the same umbrella, but now you guys are your own separate entities. Yeah, we came in as our own separate entity, so it's more like you know a slaughterhouse. Like we came in as separate entities. We was all rapping. We formed this collective. But under that establishment umbrella, there was, you know, there was merchandise and there, there was all, it was always a business move in the, in the, in the, from the jump with me. What would you say was like the turning point for you where like it went from be, being like a, a joke to something to be taken seriously? Like maybe like your first big break or the f- first time you got coverage on mm. uh, a I website mean, my, or my, something. My first, you, you, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a lot of different points. I mean, I. I got into it with the goal to make my family proud. That goal was achieved early, so it's like. So what was that first time that 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 you felt that they were proud? First show I did, uh, it was at the spot. What was it called? Um, the Mar Bar. Remember the Mar Bar? You on top of Fortieth and um, and Walnut. It was top of the movie theater. It was a spot called the Mar Bar, and my man Rel called me to come do a show with him. It's like his hype man. He was like, "I'll give you, you know, you can do one of your joints and do a verse on another one of my joints." I'm like, "Cool." So I invited my whole fam through. We packed in there. And after the show, I got paid $15. And I was like, oh, I got some money for that? That's right. cool. And at that time, I was like, I went and bought 40 and um some cookies, some insomnia cookies. <laughs> That's we just, substantial. We just, had, we just had a little party okay. afterwards. Like, we just a little celebration. <laughs> I like cookies. Like, what do you mean? I got money to just buy shit I want to buy. I want some cookies. And oh, But after that, I started throwing my own shows in Philly. So we went down to Mill Creek Tavern, the spot on 42nd in Chestnut or 40-something in Chestnut, Chester. And uh, I started throwing these concerts. And even then it was, you know, I would headline, but I'd pick a couple artists that I've seen in the city that were trying to come up and bring them out, encouraging them to, you know, start making merch so they can sell merch and have a merch table. Because it was like, you know, you buy my mixtape when you come to my show, but then the next time you come, like... What else? What else? Right. I got to have something else. Or, sure. you know, I'm decreasing my profit margins or however you would you would say it in what's your sign i'm a pisces Ow, yo, decreasing profit margins <laughs> Ow, come on talk that so yeah you know we gotta have chances to make some money because you know off the recorded music you're only gonna make but so much that's it was, true it was that's like true. that then and it's even more so now with streaming and everything you ain't really making nothing off of the actual recorded music so your show gotta be down you know have you got you gotta have a good live show because that's where most of your money's gonna come from and you gotta have some other streams of income. Right. So it started with T-shirts, and you know now we up to beer, and you know. I do want to talk more about that on, beer. I just want to ask you a question about Philly. Do you feel like Philly um, people support more than like a New Yorker? 
Well, you don't know how New, New Yorkers are, but they don't really well, support. support each other. Yeah, do they support? <laughs> so this is the thing. It's it's that everywhere. Every city I'll go to, you'll hear that same thing. Yo, I love how y'all support each other in Philly and L.A. We, ain't re- we don't support each other like that. Or New York, we don't support each other like they're all doing Philly. And I'm like, huh? Like, that ain't how it is in, in where I'm from. Like, you know, we support each other. Um, but it's nothing different than how everybody else does. Like, it's a lot of people that get those mainstream looks and don't reach back or don't, you know, when they ask you who's popping in the city, don't say your name. But then when it's behind closed doors, it's like, yo, what's up, my guy? Right, like, they going through all your Insta stories, but then when you're asking who <laughs> yeah, hot. But it's like that everywhere. I think the only city that I've seen it, you know, where it's not like that is Atlanta. Like, you know, those guys are, are close-knit, at least publicly. Um, and I feel like, you know, if they got beef, they take care of that behind closed doors like family's supposed to do. You really would never know. So they look more unified than I think anybody. I think, you know, a lot of us can take some lessons from from what they're doing just as a city, as a unit. Like, regardless of what's going on in the city, because I know some of those guys don't like each other and think you you would never hear nothing outside of Atlanta. You know, what's, what's family business stays there. Um, that's yeah, a, that's I mean, how Phil, I feel. Philly's supportive. Um, we we got a we got a we're on the, in the midst of like a great run in our city. Even I watched like you develop your relationship with the roots, mm-hmm. and it's like I always say that you know the elders don't really hone in and find like the new talent and groom them and help them, but it's, I'm watching them do that with you. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like maybe it's maybe it's just you with your good energy that's just drawing people to to support you. I mean, and I'm doing the same with you know the youngest that's coming up under me, you know, I've I've never been, I tell them I'm a resource. Use me as a resource. Anything you see me do, any connect you see me get, reach out when you see it. You know, if it, if it ain't to the point where I can bring you in with me, I'm going to tell you that then. But if it is, I probably would have reached out in the first place anyway. Like, you know, or I'm, it might have slipped my mind. I'm glad you hit me up. Like, I'm, I got an open door policy with, you know, any anything that I, any connection that I build, my fault. A lot of people don't have that kind of outlook. They get intimidated or they don't want to help people because they are afraid that it's going to be a missed opportunity for them. Mm-hmm. How do you not feel like that or what keeps you from I mean, feeling like that? You, you, First, you do have to understand, you know, you don't, uh, like the old adage, you don't bring nobody to a, a job interview with you. So in that sense, got that. But once that's attained, it's enough money out here for everybody. It's enough going on for everybody you know if you you gonna love this first song i got or you might not like this song but you're gonna like these these watches that i got you won't like this beer you're gonna like these t-shirts or whatever i'm trying to uh spread it out so you know when i bring in another rapper you know he might not have all of those other things he might not even you know she might not even be able to do all of those other things that i'm able to do i'm always gonna be good um and i don't even do it in the sense of like i gotta make sure i'm good first i'm just like a nurturing type person like I was raised sure. like that so what would you what would you give advice to what's your best advice to give to the youth of West Philly the inspiring you know the young guys who are coming up in the game and they're a little bit lost you know because the culture has changed I'm sure mm-hmm. from when you first started I'm sure you've realized um so what's your best advice I mean a lot to of the, the stuff still stays the same um you got to be cognizant of your brand you got to always know to put your brand first and Understand that, you know, when you step out that house, you're representing something on a larger scale. You know, the the littlest stuff is magnified now because, you know, people are looking at you a certain way. Um, so you, you got to just be cognizant of that. Um, as far as, like, artists, I always tell artists, I've been telling artists the same 
um, bit of advice, like if you ask, like, what's the best advice you can give me? You got to find somebody that has nothing personally invested in you, you know, not somebody that owes you money, not a family member, you know, not a best friend or something. Find that person that has nothing personally invested in you and let them hear your music. Let them come to your show and take that criticism that you get. Take that feedback and, and you know, construct off of it. It's constructive criticism. You got to build off of it. Um, that's like the best advice I can give somebody because you got to get guest men out of your circle from the jump. Mm. And that's, you know, kind of the best way to do it. Yeah. You, do you ever feel like as you're glowing up that you're losing people that are around you? Or have you already, like, cut that those 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 ties? I wouldn't attest me losing anybody to the glow up, as you call it. Like, you know, that's just natural progression of life. If I wasn't rapping, there's some people I might not be hanging with that I used to hang with. Regardless, it's just, you know, growing up as a, as a man, sometimes things don't make sense for, you know, the life path you chose. There's people that I've lost contact with for five, ten years at a time, and then we come back around, and it's like we ain't missed a beat. It was just you had to go get yourself right, I had to go get myself right, whatever. And it ain't necessarily got nothing to do with rap. Like, you know, that's not going to change me as a person. Mm. See, me, I subscribe to the tribe theory. I truly believe in, you know, emulating positive energy, mm -hmm. giving it back to your friends. You know, I've had, for a long time, a, a small circle of, of friends. Me, I'm not about quantity. I'm more about quality. So who's who's in your tribe? Who are the, the persons who've, like, helped you get to where you're at right now? We be here all day. Like, you know, I'm, <laughs> it's a gang. It ain't a tribe. I'm the opposite of a self-made. You know, I, I've had people my entire time standing in my corner you know pushing me helping me out um whether it was moral monetarily whatever i've, I've always had you know a, a strong backing system that's what's enabled me to be able to do it when i when i graduated college in 09 i told my mom and my dad like give me a gear to follow this as a you know i've, I've, de I've developed a passion for wanting to be an artist at this point coming out of college and i'm like give me a year to follow it if it don't work i gotta degree I can fall back on I have no problem doing that and you know they gave me their blessing supported me supported my just just that support alone like we're not gonna be on your back was enough you know what I mean I was I graduated in 09 I was on the radio in Philly by 2010 and like literally been a snowball effect ever, ever since then did you ever have to convince them or make them feel like like yeah, yeah, yeah. Early on, when I was like rapping, like in high school and and in college, you know, I guess like the very beginning of college, but mostly through high school, if I was rapping, like I was lying in my raps, I was you know selling this and shooting that, and it was a lot of profanity and things like that. So it was always lyrically sound, but like it wasn't my story. So in that sense, I definitely had to convince them like this is something I, that I wanted to do that I could do. Because they wouldn't even listen. Then. Right, because um, they knew that their son was, like, telling a story. Yeah, it's like, you know, I'm telling the story of the hood, but I'm not telling it through my right. eyes. You know, I'm telling it from another perspective. Right, like, point of view. Is, that's, not even, that's not even my perspective. So right. it's like I can't even give you the, the how, it, how it even feels. I can't even internalize that because I'm not living that. I'm, I'm in it, but, you know, the... Persona, um, you know, it's a persona that I'm, I'm, I'm putting, I'm putting forth. It's like you're writing a movie. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I'm creative, so it was cool. But after, after a while, it was just like, you know, you wanted your music you gotta, to reflect yeah, your, your I, life. You, you should be able to you. learn about me. You shouldn't treat me a certain way. You should treat me a certain way if you heard the music first. But it should be because you know who I am a little bit. You should feel like you know 
something about me, that barrier should be broken down if you've heard two, three, four songs. But if you heard two, four songs and I've been lying the whole time and I come in here like this on some humble shit, you're like, this ain't the ball I heard on the record. That's true. And I ain't got time to keep up no persona. Like, that's not me. There's rappers doing that now. And I don't want to expose y'all because I'm trying to change my heart, but I'm not going to do that. (laughs) However, I am going to take a quick break. Mm -hmm. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about your new project. You have a show coming up. Mm And I want to get into this beer. Word, word. Nice things, Al. It's your girl, Miss Lissa Knows. Go get you a little sip of something if you dry, and then come right back. Al. I'm not taking a real break. I'm about to come right back. Mm. Unless anybody has to go to the restroom. That's why I do that. No. Okay. Anybody want some water? Mm-mm. <clears throat> Thank you. Oh, because you came up the door when you recorded, right? I prefer not to. Okay. Can you pause a little bit? I don't know how. Let me take a quick. I'm gonna do this fake this thing over real quick. Okay, so let's just take a quick break, and when we get back, more with Chill Moody. He has a. I said Moody. I said Moody. Hold on. Can you pause it for him? No, I think he want to get on the phone and don't want us in his business. Oh, like that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, she gonna catch the Excella up right now. Okay. Sam is Jackie might have a concussion. Oh, oh my goodness, I hope everything's okay. Like it's cute, but I felt like they rushed it. Like they need to put it back in the oven. Like maybe yeah. it was like the pressure all, to drop an album. First of all, they did not rush it. That took fucking too long. It took a whole more than a year. If you got five yeah. singles, how was your album? You said she rushed? had five singles. She did not have five singles. She has five singles. She on did album. not have five singles. She was. She might have been uh, featured on some shit, but she didn't have five of her own singles. That's not what I said. You're not listening to what I'm saying. She yeah. has five singles right. on the album. Oh, right, right. Oh, okay. Right, right, I thought right, you said right. I'm like, rushed project. If you got five. Joints like these are top 20 joints, probably. She's gonna have five singles. She was gonna have five singles regardless because so it's not rushed. No, they're gonna, even if it's trash. That first song, the offset, Cardi with the the offset, that shit is trash. Yeah, so and that's a single, so it's just like because it's Cardi, it's gonna do well. So it's like. It's like it's like when you go to your friend's house and you're like, oh, my mom could cook, but when your mother could really cook and then you taste the food, it's like <laughs> you think your mother could cook and you're not dead nah, yet, nah. but your mother ain't really making that fire compare, meal. What you, what you comparing her meals to? Real bitches like uh, MC Light. I'm comparing Why? it to because I'm a lover of music. I don't like like I'm anytime I hear anybody like you telling me this is a classic album. It's not a classic album. You think it's a classic? No, I didn't say nothing like that. I'm an adult. I would never say nothing that just came out as a classic. People be crazy. Okay. Yeah. I like it a lot. I think it's weed at best. It ain't dope. It's some good weed. It ain't no dope. Mm. It ain't it ain't dope. It might be it ain't dope. Yeah, this was good too. It might be some lace weed. It ain't dope though. I think it's good. It's like weed with a little bit of coke sprinkle in the blunt. You gonna get five it's gonna be it's gonna be dope ish. It ain't no dust. It might be dust. It might be dust. That's terrible. I think that shit is dust. I want to fake take that break again. Okay. I'm great. All right. But we, 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 okay. Wait. Wait. I don't even. I wasn't taking no timestamps. 
But we did pause it, actually, so it's not going to be bad. But I do want to take a quick break. And when we come back, more with Chill Moody. Oh. And our other guest. No, no, that's why I want to do it over, because I didn't mention her. I was talking about him. Oh. I was talking. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) But, Dom, you know what I want to do? Yeah. I want to take a quick break. Okay. And when we get back, we're going to talk more with Chill Moody because okay. he has a show coming up. Yeah. All right. And I want to get into the beer, nice things. Nice things. Right. And I want to find out about his heritage because when I run his my fingers through his hair, I think he Native American. He's, he's looking coolly like me. I'm a yeah. coolie gal. He looks easily tricky. So we got to figure out what that is. Straight so know it alls. Keep it locked. It's your girl, Miss Lissa Knows. Al. It's New York Times bestselling author Ashley Antoinette here, and you are tuned in to Miss Lisa Knows. Make sure you cop my new book, Ethic, in stores now. We are back, Al. Sitting with me is my guest co-host, D-Money. Ow. And Philly's finest, Chill Moody. Yep. How did you come up with that name? Moody is my real name. Wait, what? Your yes. real name? Like your, your government name? name? Like yes. your mama? Yes. yes. All right. And oh, I like that. Chill. It's different. It is. Um, mom. Chill is a name my aunt gave me when I was like six months old. Because you were a cool baby? No, the exact opposite. Um, she said I would never stop crying. And the only time I would chill <laughs> is when they put on this um, cartoon called Chilly Willie the Penguin. Oh. And they say I look like him, and they start calling me chill. So since I was six months, I've been chill. So what's your your background? Are your parents West Indian? No. Uh, Caucasian? No, no, we black. Dominican? We black. We from West Philly. So what, everybody in West Philly got the wave? Because you walked in with a green-eyed Savion you know Glover lookalike. I just... <laughs> I just did my um my ancestry joint ancestry DNA. Yeah, what yeah. is what is that? Congo, Nigerian. Yes. Yeah. Straight from the motherland. Yeah. yeah. I want to do mine. I mean, ain't none yeah, of us really from here, yeah. so I think everybody should. And I don't. I, at first, I didn't, you know, know how much I believed in that. Mm-hmm. Um, That's how I'm talking I feel. about that that app, not the fact that we're not from here. None of us are from here. Um, but I'm like, how can you know how how are they even doing this? So I did the whole situation, and then when it came back, it took like four weeks come up with matches the first two matches is my sister and my little cousin had no idea either one of them did it oh that's dope so no I that's sent, dope i text my sister was like yo guess what she like what i'm like we related and i sent her the joint <laughs> she's like oh you did your ancestry i'm like yeah so we and i was able to trace i saw where me and her matched the most and saw my little cousin um it's my second cousin it's my my cousin's son he did it and um I was like, oh, so this must be from my dad's side because me and my sister both got must most of this and he on my mom's side, whatever, whatever. So I'm like, all right, this this might be legit. So I'm kind of like encouraging people. To I'm about like, to do I, it then because I, I definitely thought it was a scam. No, no, I did too. I did too. But when it, it, it came with my sister and was like immediate um, connection or whatever, it was like, you know, and then it was, it shows my cousin and it was like either second or third cousin, but like they was that, you know, on it. So I'm about to do that. Have Don, you already know your heritage? Well, yeah. I mean, so my mom is African American. She grew up in Montgomery, Alabama, moved to New York uh, as a child um, with my grandmother during the Great Migration, where a lot of African Americans they moved from the South. They mm-hmm. went to Cali, they went to Philly, and they moved to New York. And so, you know, she met my dad. My dad was the mixed kid. He was Jamaican, Guyanese, and Irish. Jamaicanish. Uh, Jamaicanish. Yeah. So yeah. So I'm considered to be coolie and West Indian culture. 
you know, basically when you see West Indians who looks, you know, Indian with his baby hair. Know-it-alls, since you don't Hoodies. have in a TV right now to look at them. Um, Chill Moody is serving a... Uh, S dry S curl, and <laughs> D money looks like A Marie's uh, youngest l- sister. She don't. Shout she don't give you. I she got a little. I, I'm telling you, she like she could be in the in the tribe. Every the A Marie tribe. So it would chase just me one down. Thing. She come like um, no. she come like Lynn a little bit. That used to hang with Joan and them. See, it's just it's just one thing. Got me tripping. <laughs> I never did mine because I didn't believe in it, but mm. I'm definitely gonna tap into that. I want to talk about. Your your music though. Mm-hmm. What is the name of the new project? Uh, what do we got coming out? I got so much things coming out. I just started a group called Ann Moore. Uh, it's me and Don T. She's a singer songwriter. Uh, I never really know how to describe her sound. It's soul. It's R and B. It's um. R and B. Yeah, it's 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 dope though. It's dope. She's uh she's Quest Love's sister. So, That's dope. Yeah. So we just started. It's a just group. y'all too. Mm-hmm. So okay. The group's called Ann Moore. And we got an album coming out soon called um, Ethel Bobcat. Ethel Bobcat is a is a symbol uh, of like the lady in the hood that knew everybody's business. That when you walk by her house, she might stop you and she got something to tell you, whether it was some wisdom, some gossip, give you a piece of candy. You know, you helped her with her bags. You looked out for her. She was like the glue in the hood. And I feel like as a society, those... Ethel Bobcats are missing. That Miss Ethel, she ain't there no more. You know, mm. whether it's because of gentrification or right, whether it's yeah. because, you know, on a, on a larger scale, we're just not thinking mm. that way. Um, and even in the music, you know, the, the Ethel Bobcats in the music is, is you yeah. know, s- slim and few and far between. So it's like we kind of need to fill that void um, for the for the next generation. So that's true. That's where we at with that. Um, so I'm working on that. That'll be out, you know, this year. And that's that's where the focus is right now. How did you develop your relationship with the Roots and Questlove and all those people? Was like an immediate like connection? Did yeah, you have to build I, I, it? I've met all of them separate separate ways. You know, uh, yeah. Every it's probably a different story with everybody. Uh, I, I probably got. Did any of them give you a hard time where you had to develop the relationship, or was it all? Nah, not really. Just like I mean, I had to introduce myself to Questlove the first four times I met him, like reintroduce right. myself. But um, you know, we joked about. It. He's like, chill. I, you know, I do so much. Like it, it was never like, um, no malice behind right. it. It's just you know, those guys are super, super busy. But you know, I've been on the Roots picnic three times. The only person that's been on the Roots picnic more than me is the, the Roots. roots. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so I did 2012, 2014, and then I did 2016 here in New York where they, um, the first time they did it at Bryant Park. Uh, yeah, it's never, and you know, Black Thought has always been, you know, from, from the first time I met him, um, just like a, a mentor. He just quick to drop a gem on you, but we also, you know, might not just talk about rap the whole time we're around. We talk about you know, whiskeys. We t- put each other on different type of whiskeys. He, he liked his Japanese whiskey that he put me on. Um, he put me on this whiskey called Oban. It was real good. Or it's like a scotch blend. Uh, so we talk about stuff like that. When, you know, the election went down, you know, we text and just talking about, like, where we at. Like, trying to... I just feel like in America, like, it was a line in the sand kind of drawn in. Mm-hmm. And not, like, a war line drawn in the sand, but it was more like... We need to reestablish where everybody stands at this point. So me and him just talking, just getting our mind right, trying to figure out. I was actually in New York on a train. We were just texting, just like, 
what's up, what's up, like, you know what's about to happen, like, you know, so we talk about things like that. Um, Did you guys talk about what just went down in Philly with the Starbucks issue? I haven't, I haven't talked to him yet about that, but Don actually, um, that Starbucks is, is her neighborhood, that's her neighborhood, Starbucks. So Don T is on the front page of the paper in Philly right now, um, protesting that Starbucks. They had a big protest outside of there yesterday. And for some reason, out of all of the people there, they decided to use her picture That's with dope. her sign held up and everything. But she feels very, very strong. Well, I mean, we all we do. We all do. I feel strongly. But yes. I'm saying, like, that was her Done. neighborhood Starbucks. Yeah, so she right was there. right there. And it was 40 degrees and They probably owe her mad money back. I mean, like, give yeah. me all my money here back. Go my, here go my membership card yes. or whatever Starbucks hands out. Let me, let me get that back. Like Right yeah. now. Yeah, I've been, was, I've been done with them. I told you, as soon as they had that weird cup campaign when they were trying to give life oh, advice to. Cup, yeah. Like, I was done with Don't them. As soon as they, I said, give me a small on the lake that it's called Venti, I was already annoyed. And then when she told me, cost six dollars that's when i decided it was a boycott <laughs> my love stand it, with me <laughs> as we boycott this bullshit the fuck <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a weird yeah. situation liquid gold what's mm. what's what's crazy in philly now i was listening to the radio this morning and it's so many white people that still are just understanding that this is an everyday thing mm. they're so ignorant to the fact and i mean ignorant in the actual sense of right. the word ignorant to the fact that we walk around on a swivel as black people all the time. We anxious when we walk in a certain establishments all the time. You know how many times I've went to a Starbucks and knew I'm waiting for somebody or we're having a meeting but or I'm waiting for my Uber or whatever it is, but it's like, I don't want no coffee. I don't want to hear it. I just see people waiting here all the time. Like, I know I can wait here, but it's like, shit, I got to buy something. Yeah. Right. They going to come for me. Like, like, it's never happened, but I just know that. Like, it's mm-hmm. just, but... White people don't think that way. They never have had to think that way. And it's it's just shocking to me that so many of them still don't know. And on the flip side of it, it's like it was a a blessing that now is starting a conversation that is way past due. But when it happens in that way, in that blatant of a way, and they feel, you know, the other side of it feels a little bit of the attack. They feel involved. It's their place. It's their safe haven. It's like, nah. This place should be for everybody. These guys weren't doing anything. Like, right. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a, a ridiculous situation. I mean, white people literally create shows around coffee shops. I mean, that's what you do. Not just Starbucks. I mean, hello, friends. Al, mm. Joey. Right. Like, that's what they would do. They would chill in at the coffee shop, right? That's what you right. do. Right. I never, seen, out I never seen Joey buy nothing, bro. <laughs> I've never seen yeah, Joey, I've never seen Joey like, buy nothing. Phoebe might come over with, like, a couple joints for everybody. Nah, but, or, like, yeah. Rachel already had some because she was getting Facts. money anyway. So she already had right. a drink. Rachel worked there. For all we know, that was a free employee cup mm. and phoebe was singing in the shop so she worked there i ain't never seen joey buy nothing <laughs> ross was always just complaining about life never seen him with a cup in his hand and chandler never seen him buy anything right for all we know he was sipping from monica's cup like that's a thank you for pointing that out that's the, yeah and speaking of white appropriation <laughs> shout out to Erica Alexander because Friends was actually stolen from Living Single. Mm. Oh, yes, that was... From Maxine mm. Shaw, Attorney at Law? Hello. Hello. She, she dropped that Same whole setup. gem mm. and said that they stole that whole concept from them. Mm. And mm-hmm. that's some true stuff. And it does take uh, sometimes a white person to bring the 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 the, the light to the white. Mm. And I appreciate the, the white people that do do that because... Uh, Silence is you just saying that it's okay. Silence is worse. Yeah, yeah. that's you saying it's okay. Ignoring, ignoring something is worse than, you know, even, yeah. at least I know where you stand. 
That's why I was saying Man. we need to just go back to segregation. I feel like that was where everything went wrong. <laughs> like, I love you, Martin Luther King, but I don't mind having my own schools. Like, I wouldn't mind having my own stores. I wouldn't mind putting money into my own community and having it come back. I wouldn't mind that. I feel no, like... We, 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 sh- we should have that. We yeah. should have that. I wouldn't mind that. The not Jewish the, people not, have their not, own schools. Not the, saying we should have segregation, but we should own our own stuff. But you know we what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, but like... Yeah. Well, I mean, Af- African Americans were the only group in America compared to Asians, to Hispanics, and every other major group, are the only group of people who actually don't have any institutions. I'm not talking about, like, the NCAAP. I'm talking about, like, actual institutions that are created just for us. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't exist. The Jewish, they have... They have their own hospitals. They have their own schools. Everybody I mean, look, has something. Every we don't major have city it. has a Chinatown. Yeah, ain't no, ain't no, and now they got the little Italy. <laughs> they got, they got little Italy's. They got Koreatown. Yeah. They got, you know, you go to L.A. Every part of L.A. is something, yeah. right? And but mm. all, like I say, all major cities have that. Yeah, none. We have no. Yeah, yeah ours is just called the hood. Gone. Yeah, that's what the, and that's that's what they yeah. did. They just turned but, ours into. But what that. do we own there? Hello, now you, now you preaching. Yeah. It's Chinese stories. Now you the, preaching. Yeah. You know, but the poppies. It's because they yeah. know what happens when they when that when it when they allow us to do that. Mm-hmm. Black Wall Street happens, and we know <laughs> that that makes them nervous. So yeah, that's why they don't want it again. Yeah, but it's happening because it's happening. It's, it's not about allow anymore. You know, we we in a, a powerful enough position as black people that we have the access to do it. So with the access, just got to come the will. You know, if, if we ready to mobilize and start this, this and get bla- information, black black Chinatown. You know what I mean? Oh wait, no, not black China. Not black China. Um, not black Chinatown. <laughs> <laughs> black Koreatown is what I'm gonna call it. It ain't no black. Yeah, shout out to Cali, all the Chinatown. Now. That's, that's everybody that's gonna have a tiger. <laughs> it's a California. <laughs> that's the that's the national pet. <laughs> Three trophies for the lady in the in the frock. But you know what? That's I've that's what. What I found profound about your your caricature, your character of the Ethel Bobcat, is it's very profound because it's very much so a metaphor, as we were discussing earlier, about gentrification. And, mm-hmm. you know, like we went from in the 1950s, in Indiana and every other, like Chicago, New York, you know, there was like the chicken spot. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it was a place where you can buy a good record, you know, black owned business, hair salons, nail salons. That doesn't exist anymore. And it's a it's a real it's issue. Growing the on. music on the album is... A reflection of that. So every song on the album, it's not, you know, it's not hug a tree, save the world, but it's yeah. it's, it's music with a message, and more importantly, music with a meaning. Um, so we touching on all those issues, whether it's you know, and it's the stuff you would talk to Miss Ethel about. So it's you know, a love loss. <laughs> you gonna talk about that with her? Um, you know, political things, what's going on in the world? You definitely gonna talk about that with her. Um, you fall on hardships, and you know, something something ain't right. You know, the gravity's holding you down in the world. You feel that way. You might run to Miss Ethel with that. So it's it's a it's an interesting project. It's some of the most fun I've had working on some music and Don's an amazing talent and um I really can't wait to to release it. Mm. Yeah, the first the first single was out right now, it's called My Own Light. And um the video for that is coming out probably Mother's Day weekend. So Don won't be making an appearance at your performance on Tuesday the seventeenth? No, she'll be there. Ow. Yeah, yeah. So we gonna get a little taste a of, little of, taste the, of the of the music. More. Yeah, yeah. This will be our second full perform or live performance. Our first, our first performance is a, it's a crazy story. Uh, 
Grammy week just passed January. Uh, Questlove, like I said, that's her that's her brother. He hit her up and was like, um, you know, we're doing our jam session. My fault, I got the hiccups. Um, uh, we're doing our jam session every 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 Grammy week. The Roots do a, a four day, three or four day jam session where you know people just come through and they just rock out. It's that's one of dope. the most amazing parts of the Roots. Um, I mean of of the Grammys. So he's like, all right, we want y'all to come up Saturday, performing our Saturday um, rendition of it. It's cool. So Wednesday, we're ready for rehearsal. We're heading to rehearsal. Amir calls her and is like, yo, we need y'all up here tonight. Like, y'all got to perform tonight, not Saturday. Mind you, we're on the way to our first rehearsal for what's going to be our first performance. Right. Wow. Now it's like. It's we're on our way to our first performance. It's 2 <laughs> o'clock. Leave your band because we have a band. We need y'all up here by 10, um, ready to perform your first show ever in front of the industry because it's Grammy Week and it's right. the Roots. So we like, cool, because, you know, we're new as a group, but we're professionals. Seasoned, we're we're yeah. veterans. We're yeah, season, seasoned vets. Yeah. So, seasoned vets. You know so you know, you know the yeah. drill. Yeah, we jumped right up in there and went in there and um and, and tore it down. And, you know, people were, like, tweeting and the Instagram posts on all that was like, I've never seen an opening act this ready and this good and like little did they know they they might not even knew, you know, our connection to the to the roots or anything really about us personally other than I'm chill moody. This is Don T. We are and more and and we tore it down. So that was our first joint, and now our next show is gonna be back up here in New York. Our next time on stage together, should I say, is, is here. Do you ever get um nervous now? No, nah, I've never gotten nervous. Um, going on stage, it's like you can't you can't get nervous going to work. Like, what are you gonna do? Like, you, you, That's you, how I feel about the cops. Like you can't be nervous on the job, right? Okay, you shouldn't be nervous on you know your what the job. The thing about cops, though, and this is no shade because I I do have some cops in my family. So but do I. Shout out to a to lot of cops is corny. It was corny in high school. You ain't had no authority. You ain't had no swag. A lot of people in so positions of you, power are like yeah, that. Yeah. So know? now you want to abuse it? You get nervous in the hood because that's not your place. All facts. All yeah, facts. and that's no shade. Like the, even the ones in my family, bro. Y'all, that was corny. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. We ain't gonna hold you. And if you got a problem, I see you at the family reunion. If you want that smoke, <laughs> I don't but lie. No, the only only nerves I may have is like if if you know it's my show. I put it on myself. I may be nervous at the turnout. You know, I hope I hope some people came out or whatever before I go on the stage. I might be like, you know. I don't know what this crowd is gonna look like when I get out there. Hopefully, we, you know, we did well at the door or whatever like that. But even that's not nerves. It's just like you know, a thought you know that isn't a good one. <laughs> I mean, it's just not a easy. Right. You know what I mean? Do you prefer a live band over yeah, having always. the DJ? Well, no, it, it doesn't. It doesn't really matter. I mean, I perform with a full full band uh, mostly, but you know, my DJ is amazing. Um, shout out to Get Up. So, you know, performing with with just just the DJ works just the same, you know, especially when all of the music um, has live instrumentation on it already. So, do you have any regrets? No. Not at all, none. No bad business deals, no past relationships, business, or. Yeah. No. Because we That's asked you good. about like all the positive things, but, you know, your failures is something. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Everyone I, I, can learn from. But that's always. the thing. I don't. I, I don't like, regret any of my failures. I don't regret any of the dumb shit that's happened on this path. <laughs> like, it, if it was it, if it was easy, I wouldn't enjoy it. You know what I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not into that. So, 
you know, a bunch. This industry is shady. Mm-hmm. Um, people are shady. This mm-hmm. world is shady. A lot of dumb. You know I mean, like like I said, a lot of dumb shit has happened. But um, I don't regret any of it. You know, just learn took, from it. Yeah, took mm-hmm. it as a loss. Take it as a lesson. You know. Why? What's the what's nice things? Nice. I know it's a beer, but before the beer, you was already saying it. So yeah, where yeah. did that come from? So the, it came from the dome. Um, that's a block in West Philly. Oh, I thought you meant the head. I'm like, he's mad arrogant, bro. It came from the dome, uh, aka the cat dome. Uh, my cousins and them, they just always had their own slang. You know how how Mob Deep had the Dun language, yeah. and you know mm-hmm. Wu Tang talked their own. You know fly flyways. Um, they always you know they came up under that. So or came up, you know, listening to that. So they had their own slang. So they always said nice things. Like that was that was just their thing. Like uh, it was about appreciating, you know, what you had as nice things. It's not about like, you know, a Benz is nice things, but this bus pass is getting me to work every day is also nice things. You right. know, my yeah. my kids are eating. That's nice things. You know, for, <laughs> for them, like, like same thing like that. Um, so I just adapted, and this is when I was like ten years old. So we always just said nice things all the time, or. You know, we throw things on the end of something, like how Drake and them is doing things now. Like, we always just said things at the end of stuff, like interview things, frock things, like water things. Like, we just say stuff like so that. So this is like a part of the vernacular. Yeah, it's just like, what we know. did. And uh, when when hip-hop started picking up for me, it was like we needed something for the people to attach themselves to. Mm, and I needed I needed it personally for it to be something that wasn't chill moody. Right. Um, Because I always knew I was going to build other businesses out of this and for every chill moody song you might like you might hate this song that i'm about to put out and i don't want your feelings about that song to reflect upon my other businesses so Mm. it's like you might hate the song but you're gonna love that beer like so the beer can't be called chill moody beer because i don't want you to right it's two different entities well let's talk about this Mm. beer before we go first of all what made you create the beer i drank a lot so you was like, let me just make my own stuff. <laughs> Tired of buying this. No, uh, but what made you chose? Because you said you did IPA, IPA yeah. right? Early before we came here. So IPA. So that's for me. That's a particular thing. Mm-hmm. It's very bitter. Like certain people like IPAs. So what certain made you? IPAs are bitter. Yes. All IPAs aren't bitter. My IPA is definitely. Oh, I didn't not, know that. Nah, nah, nah. You get the bitterness from when you put the hops in. Hops, you, know, you can't give them the recipe, bro. So yeah, it's I, not bitter. Look, when <laughs> yeah, you put the, the hops in the whirlpool, when it when it when it's hot, the oils that seep out add to your bitterness. And when you put it in, when you dry hop it, you get the aroma and you get the flavor. So the, a lot of the hops that we use, we made sure we just use them during the dry hop process. We didn't use that many hops during the the whirlpool process, so it's not bitter, but it's very very aromatic. Um, and it's it's floral, citrusy, you know, that's that's the aromas you get to it and, and also the, the flavor you get from it. Is this something that Pineapples. you started by yourself or No, all right, so going back to what you're saying, um the brewery that I collaborated with is Dock Street Brewery. Uh they are in West Philly. They at the bottom of the block of the cat dome. That area is being gentrified like I've never seen, you know, especially being from there, being around there my whole life is like, yo. They didn't took Miss Johnson house now. They didn't took everybody house. It's, it's three black families on this block now, right. and all these houses is huge. It's like, all right, they didn't, they got us. You know what I mean? And in that, a lot of the businesses started changing over. So this brewery was there, um, but they never like made us feel like Starbucks would make us feel like they never <laughs> made us feel unwelcome. Right. So 
uh, they were creating a beer. It was called Dock Street Beer. Ain't nothing to funk with. It was a homage to the Wu Tang Clan. They had a Chardonnay barrel that they aged a saison in, and they um stamped it with a Wu Tang logo. They hooked up a speaker system to it. Played twenty four seven Wu Tang Clan from a Spotify playlist. That's dope. For six months into the beer to wow. see what it did. That's dope. <laughs> that shit was dope. Like, so I go amazing. down there. I meet the brewer. That's the new culture. I, I'm telling him like, yo, this is fire. Like, I want to do something with y'all. You know, I, you know, I appreciate this. And I'm like, but I, I don't want to just put my face on it. You know, I don't want you to just do an homage. Luckily, you know, Inspector Deck co-signed. He came down, but it's not like Wu Tang's beer. Mm. It was just special. They did. They never did it again. Um, but I'm like, I want to really make a beer with y'all. Um, I appreciate that y'all kind of came into my neighborhood. And this is what I'm t- I met the owner that night. And I'm like, y'all came into this neighborhood and y'all gave back. Y'all didn't take away from the neighborhood as many of these mm. other businesses did. Right. And yes. I'm like, I want to make a beer with y'all. She's like, well, who the hell are you? And I'm like, well, I'm chill. <laughs> yeah. I-, I live up the street. Uh, but no, I'm like, I'm the Philadelphia Music Ambassador. I serve on the Recording Academy as a governor, better known as the Grammys. I'm a governor of the chapter, Philly chapter. Um, just telling her, you know, I'm not Joe Schmo just running up to you. Right, I, yeah. I can bring something to the table as well. Um, she was like, oh, cool. And it turns out we had mutual friends. The more we got to talking and, you know, they was like, cool, let's, let's do it. So I, I stayed down there for like four months. I was going down there, uh, two, three, three times a week from like 9 a.m. to like 4 p.m. Some days just drinking and learning everything I could about the beer, developing my palate. To the point where we came up with the flavor profiles. We had a pineapple, a mango, and a lemon thyme flavor. We had an event, served the flights. People drank all three of them, voted which one they liked the best. Pineapples won. Now we got nice things IPA, and it's been it's been a process. So 2016 was when we first um, announced it and released it, and it was just on draft then, and it kept selling out so quick. We after the second batch, we brewed as fast as it was um, going out. We're like, look, we need to, um, we should go to cans. So I'm like, cool, like, you know, that's that's stage for mass production, right? And that's also a chance for me to really get my face out there with it, because until then it was just, you know, I got to tell you that's my beer. But right. now it's like, nah, I'm riding a shark on a case, on a, on a, on the front of the joint. I mean, traveling the quad. <laughs> like, you know that's me. My socks, my socks don't match on there. You know that's me. That's my me. socks never match. Mine's either. <laughs> like, my, never. Ever in my time. Never ever. I was thinking about making my own sock line called Mismatch because I'm Miss Lissa. I also seen you all over ESPN. Oh yeah. Did, yeah, did that yeah. come from the beer or like no the, like the attention uh, from like how did that happen? How did that originally happen? Yeah. I don't even remember. I was so proud. Like I feel like you're like my brother. <coughs> so I was be yelling at my phone, mad happy. Like I got a, I got a really nice ESPN look coming up later this year too. Like soon like hopefully in like the next three weeks some awesome. really really nice but uh yeah i don't even know i can't they remember need to the put, first time. they need to put your music on like a video game or something is we're that working, is that why lay him okay i'm like exactly he intro a show intros, right yeah yes. they need to do a lot of things and i seen you what was it verizon or something uh, you're here modeling you doing a lot with a little <laughs> white kid I saw you. <laughs> oh, Honda. Yeah, I, I, okay, I, I, Honda. I with Honda. Yeah, you moving. Big brothers, big sisters. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's, it's a testament to the brand. It's, you know, I, I built my brand in a way that other brands aren't as afraid to associate themselves with me. You have that crossover um, ability. Not even, yeah, crossover, not from like a crossover into your lane, whatever your lane may be, whether it's, you know, uh, 
Kyrie Irving and them, they got boxers out and they sent me a bunch of them because they, you know, are cool with my brand. And he's like, all right. But then Honda and Chevy sent, or Chevy was sending me cars for a while and things like that. Uh, doing oh, a lot wait of a minute. Um, Excuse me. Um, <laughs> people who are interested in his brand, he really likes weave hair. And <laughs> he, he really does, like, all varieties, colors, lengths, and textures. Don't you? <laughs> you didn't even blink. <laughs> Don't, Don't, ain't that right, Will Smith? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Free Meek. And Meek is getting another, you know, is getting fixed. So Philly is winning right now. No, no, Philly definitely Philly is, is winning. Philly, Philly is, is winning. winning. What's next for you? Uh, I think I'm going to make a popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's serious. Though. I I, I love that. Serious. I mean, you know the the, you know the beer and popcorn go together. You know the markup on popcorn, like, come on. Suggestive selling. That's that's you said that's you was that's a Pisces. Retail <laughs> you was a Pisces. Well, when's your birthday? You're not a real March Pisces. March fourth. I'm a real Pisces. Yeah, you are. Yes. Oh Ooh. my god. You almost got the same birthday as a nigga that ruined my life. <laughs> Maybe because he was. I, hold up, I ain't claiming I won't ruin somebody's life. <laughs> nah, he wasn't driven, bro. He probably good, still living on somebody's good words. couch. <laughs> no. He didn't. He didn't think about no margin of no, no markup or no no popcorn. He thinking about margin and butter on the popcorn. He don't know about no margin, <laughs> margin. But hopefully, a lot a lot more things with the brand. Um, I can taking see you a, acting, taking a bigger role as the Philly music ambassador. And How yes, did that come about? Like, uh, I started working with Councilman David O on an initiative we had called PHL Live Center Stage. Uh, the short version of it is is a contest. Stretches across ten musical genres, everything from jazz to gospel to hip hop, R and B, pop, everything. Um, upcoming artists in those genres send videos and I'm performing. We vote those shows for each genre specific, specific from the top five finalists. You vote there. Winner gets thousand dollars. Studio time, um, photography chances to open at bigger shows in the city um really like a starter kit but 10 of those prizes across all the genres so my work with him led me to be dubbed the philadelphia music ambassador so at this point i like serve as like a liaison between the city and city if that makes sense like the city's artist and, and the city's the, the, city's the city, right yeah. right the, the um, officials. finding out finding out what opportunities we need as artists Damn, that's and dope. Find the ways I could provide those opportunities in collaboration with the city. Yo, chill, mm. Moody X, bro. You out here for the people <laughs> by any means necessary. <laughs> right? It's weird that it's obscure to find somebody that like just gives a fuck. That read like, books and shit and know about margin. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, like it's so. But you'd be surprised. I told the people, they're like, oh, that's dope. Like, that's. Nah, that's I'm dope. Like, that's what my Because I was just does. saying that in hip hop, like we need a council. Like, there's nobody yeah, to go to yeah. when shit gets crazy. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, just that is like the beginning of something, you know? That yeah, needs to happen. Like, need somebody a union. needs we to. Need a union. Yes, it's not fair. Yeah. Somebody... I mean, the Recording Academy like, helps a lot with that. Yeah. You know, they do a lot with um with uh, advocacy for artists' rights. Um, you know, help if you, you know, music cares if, if you fell on hard times, um, you know, whether it be, you know, from alcohol or just, just depression or anything, any any hard time you may have fell on, you know, it's good to know that the Recording Academy and Music Cares, um, more importantly, has, like, just 
that in existence to help you out like something something there you know dental clinics you know musicians don't have insurance so that's true dental clinics and things like that they provide hearing clinics and you know stuff to make sure you're taking care of yourself so but we need something bigger than yes. that, like an yeah. actual... Especially think, because hip-hop is the new pop culture. Like, yeah. that's the popular culture. So and they, it's like, they lead you to believe it's the new pop culture. It's been the pop culture. Yeah. Like, it's been yeah. the number one. They just decided to, yeah. to report on it. True, they might have true. never even took the, the tally, and that's why it's, the polls now show... Like, what was the poll showing before, though? That's Britney Spears, oh, baby, baby. Right. Like, so in sync. <laughs> like, Sprite, you're telling Sprite me... commercials and McDonald's commercials been rapping as long as I can That's remember. true. Put yes. the stroller in my left hand, and I push the button when I don't want to hear nothing. I let it go when I want to hear something. This is how we go when we in the studio. Freestyle, drinks, Sprite, yo, how the rest go? First thing first, obey your, your thirst. thirst. Al, Sprite, all right? <laughs> I love hip-hop, and I love this episode, but we got to wrap it up. Wait, wait. Tell us the website. Tell us where's the music, where's the beer. Everything. Everything is chill, Moody. Um, spelled exactly how it sounds. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of those things. Uh, the beer will be back available June first. Uh, we're gonna do we're gonna do a chili beer week. So you know, a week full of events celebrating the re-release of Nice Things IPA um in philly and you know hopefully around we're in 22 stores right now i got somebody i want to plug you with maybe we could get you in the deli on my block we need to i i, I would love for it to you know be more in the yeah. hood because enough of, of of us don't you know indulge in the finer you know what I mean craft beers and things like right. that we still drinking heineken's know, yeah i don't drink beer but yeah. I'm, I'm gonna try <laughs> yours yeah. i'm definitely gonna try yours i've only had like five beers in my life mm. and three of them was in um like Dominican Republic I was forced <laughs> they was in free like uh, what's All it called uh, yeah, yeah. So I was like let's drink it Presidente <laughs> <laughs> but I, I definitely want to try yours I'm very proud of you like everything thank that you're you, doing you. and my anointed imagination you're gonna perform at Coachella next year it's gonna be Chilchella 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 Coachella and I'm coming with <gasps> This is why I'm telling you, you the one, bro. That was that was too quick. Coachella, duh, 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 duh. I want to. And I'm gonna rock these. No, he got his Miss Lisa nose eyewear. We're gonna be taking some photos in those, and you can get your glasses as well. It's time to get shady, Al. MissLisaNose.com. Dom, I'm gonna bring you back. You're so sweet. You she turned into she got her notepad. She had the questions and she, Murphy Brown she, over here. Yeah, she, but she did it. I'm like, okay. She did I answer this, all your questions? I'm so though? grateful. Yes, you did. Cool, cool. She's going to be the Sinclair to my Queen Latifah. Respect. Hello. Yeah, we live in single. Tell everyone what's your your um, Instagram, Twitter, and everything you have going too. Uh, yes, I, I'm not on Twitter. I need to do that this year. But my Instagram is SharaZine86. And that's Shara from She. And He-Man. Do you remember He-Man back in the day? He had a sister, <laughs> Shira. Yeah. I'm such an 80s baby. So, yeah. So, Shira Zine, uh, 86. You can find me on IG, y'all. And she's beautiful. And she's single. But <laughs> we screening. Because I want to send you on a date and then have you and the person come back and talk about it. Think that'll be fly. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. okay. Definitely be fly. I'm tuning in. Yes, yes, yes. I just want to use this platform to do things that are not being done and highlight people that deserve to be highlighted, such as Chill Moody. And until next time, Al Know It Alls, brush your teeth, brush your edges, and brush that dirt off your shoulders. Dream those dreams. Rest in peace, Combat Jack. Al. <laughs>